myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is comedian Hakeem Youssef. This is another recording from my live show at the Pedicalist Brew at the Hops and Arts Festival. I had Hakeem come in just in case some of the artists were hesitant about being interviewed just to kind of show how the interviews would work. I was fortunate enough to have an overwhelming turnout. Hopefully next time we do this festival, I'll be a lot better prepared to do these. It's been a fantastic, it was a fantastic learning experience for everybody. Hakeem is a new comic here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's just been doing it less than a year. And he was gracious enough to come out and participate at the Hops and Arts Festival, come around, hang out, and we did a quick interview. He has an interesting fear of being the last person left in his friend group and family. Kind of like a Green Mile-esque situation. You don't want to be the last one to go. It was a real interesting conversation. We talk about comedy, food, work. And his fear of being the last one to die. So here's my interview with Akeem Youssef. All right, my next guest is local comedian Hakeem Youssef. Hakeem is a newcomer in the Dallas comedy scene. How long have you been doing comedy, Hakeem? Uh, probably ten months, I think. Ten months. How does it? How do you feel like you've come from day one to ten months in? Like, what do you feel? How do you? How how different do you feel going up on stage? Because it's uh, got to be. It had to be intense the first know, time. <laughs> I'm less scared waiting to go up, but I'm like more happy on stage. Because like the first time you go up, you're like terrified while you're waiting. Because you know you're like, what am I gonna do? Who's gonna be in the audience? Am I gonna offend someone? They're gonna get angry at me, you know. But then. After a while, you keep doing it and doing it. You kind of like, oh, these people want to hear funny stuff, so just prepare funny stuff. You know? Yeah, it, I will say that most audience members, no matter what you go through, like they don't want you to fail. They want yeah. they're they're there, but you're if you're being uncomfortable, then it makes them feel uncomfortable because they don't know why you're uncomfortable. So it's, the more you go up, the more you can master the fact that and be comfortable in front of them they'll respond with being comfortable with you and it just it's just it's a slow burn people don't realize it and people in your position i'm sure have thought you know tonight's the night i'm going to change the game and here it is <laughs> this is the night where i just because i was that way I, when i first year in i'm like every night i was like oh yeah here it is i got it i've been working on it all day this is going to be light a comedy lightning people are i'm they're going to be like whoa Look at the progress he's made. And then I would go up and struggle because, like you said, when, you go, when you're doing this, it's, you're putting yourself out there. And there's a lot of anxiety of what you're thinking about. What am I going to do? What jokes am I going to do? Oh, my God, this crowd's a lot older than I thought it would be. I don't know if my young stuff's going to work. I don't know if they're going to understand drinking and driving and stuff like that. You, you have those phobias. Yeah. So... How did you? How do you feel like you've ha you've kind of conquered that? Like, how do you feel? Uh, <laughs> uh, just really having my friends in the audience sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like 
feels more comfortable because I know they're there listening and they, they've heard this stuff before and they liked it. So I'm like, at least someone in there knows the joke and likes it. So it's easier to say it out loud. See, I'm more the opposite. I didn't want my friends to see me being awful. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> present like, oh, that's... Okay, you you do what you do. I didn't I didn't want that kind of, I didn't want that kind of support. Like uh, at least you're trying, you know. I didn't want I wanted them to I wanted to come in and knock their socks off. And I was, and every time I'm always like, I could be better before I invite them out. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like uh, like a few weeks in, my brother came and saw me do the show. I mean, like do the open mic. Mm-hmm. And he saw me bomb terribly. I, 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 that never happened before. Like, how bad it was then was, like, the worst bomb I've ever had still. And he saw it. And then, like, the drive home was, like, so bad. Because, like, he didn't even want to talk about me doing jokes. So he's talk, talking about, like, work and stuff. And then mm-hmm. every time I bring it up, like, so how would you like my comedy? And he was like, so uh, I think I might quit my job. And I was just like, come on. Like, like, come on. Wow. <laughs> I, like how, I like how he wanted to stifle out your optimism with yeah. he was going to quit his job. Like, he, I, I think I'm going to commit suicide. Like, he, whatever it takes for you to not talk about your comedy yeah, right it now. Was, it was terrible. Well, the, the good thing is, like, a few weeks, uh, I had a showcase in uh, Fort Worth, and um, he saw me, and I did really good. So, like, now he knows that, like, some days you bomb, some days, yeah. yeah. And that's the hard part, too. Like, that's why I don't have a lot of friends and stuff come to an open mic or an audition because it's like oh you don't you don't need to see me you don't need to see me in the sweatpants in the gym kind of you need to see me when i'm it's a weekend and i'm dressed and this is this is for real you don't need to see the practice time yeah because it's hard to it's hard to quantify because you're doing the same thing over and over again so if you're in a serious relationship it puts a strain on it because all they see is you going up and telling the same joke for the hundredth time and think, why do you have to do this every night? And there's a muscle you're building, but they don't, they don't get it. They just see, you're not doing anything different. You're not really pushing the envelope. It's the same, you can't take a night off, and then an argument happens and you're single. And <laughs> that's how it works in comedy and relationships. Now, Akeem, you, had a, you have an interesting, now do you have a day job too? Like, what do oh, you- Oh yeah, I actually work at uh, Five Guys right now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, John. Local <laughs> fun establishment. So, how what's it like working at a burger joint? Is it kind of like the movie Half Baked? They got you got the guy behind you, and you're like, oh, actually, dude. Like, <laughs> how 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 often have you thought about quitting Five Guys? Uh, I just started working there like a couple of weeks ago, so like like almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say like it. It's a job, but I, I swear you've got to be still be looking for a new job. Like yeah. as soon as you get to a burger place, because those are just constant. Now, yes. is Five Guys your the burger place you would recommend, or where do you, where would you say is to the be best honestly, burger? Not really, dude. Like Five Guys is too expensive, man. You just go to like Water Burger, dude. Like actually, Water Burger actually is like really good. Like, don't worry, I will <laughs> I will edit out that you said that so that Five Guys doesn't fire you. <laughs> For being Jeez. too honest <laughs> with us, so you have an interesting fear because you used to work at a nursing facility. Yeah, and so your fear is uh, go ahead and say it. Like uh, dying, like all my friends dying before I die. You know, it's kind of like a <laughs> I call it the Green Mile Syndrome because that's yeah. the movie that it kind of fazed me too. Because I was like, I, you know, you, you think about sometimes like, man, I want to live forever. Like when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, I would live forever. Then you start really as an adult thinking about the capacity of living forever 
Yeah. And, and like a lot of things you like to do is like with your friends, you know, you're like mm-hmm. sometimes doing nothing with your friends is like actually fun. So like when I was working in the nursing home, I see like a whole bunch of old, really like <laughs> decrepit people. Okay. There's like no visitors. And they're, they're like really sad and like slow. It's kind of like, ah, you know, you don't want to be there, you know? That's kind of... It's, it's definitely a hard position to be in. I, I, couldn't, I'd, I couldn't bring myself to be in, in that kind of position. Just, it's, just, it's a somber, I would say it's a somber activity. And, you know, you've got you've to keep your spirits up because you don't want to project... You, again, it's, like, it's a lot like comedy. You're, you're gotta, you got to come in confident that the day is a good day and, you know, just be their, be their day because they may not have relatives or loved ones that are traveling-wise could see them daily. Yeah. And so you are kind of their day-to-day conversation. So what did you do for the restaurant? Were you just like an orderly? Or? I was uh, uh, what's it called? Basically a janitor. Okay. Cleaning the rooms and the beds and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty uh it's pretty nasty over there, so well, I mean <laughs> get old and then tell me and, and tell me and then come back to me. It's as you get older just things change and things don't work the way they used to. Yeah. And it just it's just the slow attrition and everybody goes through it. So your fear is you outliving your friends so are you is that why you're working at five guys right now is that so you can eat unhealthy <laughs> just to kind of put the plan in motion that i'm going to be the unhealthy one that dies first right <laughs> i'm i'm the first one out do you, do you guys have like a friend pack <laughs> at any point that's like we're you know at this point we're done you know like I actually should write something up like that, but at the moment, no. Y'all should have, like, a friendship pack. (laughs) You know, if we're all alive at this point, let's all just, you know, take each other out. Or... (laughs) Oh, man. So how long have you guys been friends? Like, Uh, Some of my friends are, like, older guys because, like, I hang around comedy clubs and stuff. So, like, I meet a lot of, like, 30s and 40s and 20 people, 20-year-old people. But, like, I have some high school friends. I went to, like, uh, two different private schools. So, like, you know, it's like little cliques okay. of people your age that I still hang out with. So, so who do you, who, if, of your friend group, who do you think is going first? Who do you, who, <laughs> do you, who, who is the person that you think is like, you lucky oh, son of a bitch. You are out first. You're leaving me behind for sure. Like, do you want to be first or do you want to be somewhere in the middle? Like, you uh, just, you want, you want some people to attend your funeral, but not all. <laughs> I probably won't be somewhere in the middle, you know, like in the sweet spot. Be honest, That's like, a sweet <laughs> spot, like a sweet spot of, of death is just somewhere, somewhere where people will still remember you were alive. <laughs> so is it, is it a fear of being the last one or is you afraid that no one's going to remember you because they're all gone before you? It's more of like being the last one, like all your friends are like just gone and then okay. like you're just sitting there doing nothing, you know? Yeah. Which, Kinda. Again, if you want to see what that illustrate is like, go watch The Green Mile. Tom Hanks plays, has a wonderful role as a guy who's sickly, who then just doesn't die. It's very tragic, very, very good movie. Um, so, Akeem, I'm fascinated by this. Like, I, I am just so hilarious. <laughs> the fact that you're like, I don't want to die first, I don't want to die last. Yeah, like if you have like twelve friends, you probably want to die like seven or eight. You want to be seven or eight? Yeah. Okay, you don't you don't want to be in the first half. <laughs> yeah, because the first half they get like the best funerals because like the biggest audience comes out to see them. But like 
Uh, I, I guess like you get like forgotten easier because like there's still other friends you can hang out with. So you yeah, know? I mean, but I mean that's kind of the purpose. I mean, a lot of people don't want to be the focal point forever. Like yeah. if you if you get married, God forbid, um, <laughs> you you don't your loved one is going to you know you're gonna want your loved one to move on. You don't want her to to sit there and just wait for you every day for the rest of her life. That seems kind of cruel. And so in that situation, you know, I understand, I get part of it is you don't want to, you don't want to be the last guy to just have 12, you know, 12 sad moments in your life. Yeah. Is that more of it? Like, you just don't want to see all 12 funerals? Like, you just, <laughs> after six, all right, let's start, let's start making things happen. Let's start making sure that I'm not, I'm not here for 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you ever been like, at a grocery store while it's closing and then like everyone's gone and you're just like oh so like I also had like a job where we had to like set up cameras so like we had to set up cameras at the like, old folks home like what no no no, no. It, was, okay. it was actually I was at a like, <laughs> what, is, what do you mean set up cameras is it like dating what's going on <laughs> okay so we had a set up cameras at like a grocery store right okay so like I got a, actually at a Kroger's and like um, like security or just yeah, like security okay. cameras and okay was like, like while we're doing it Everyone was like done shopping because they had to close first, and then like it was still bright in the store, but like everyone was gone. So it's like, can we just turn lights out? You know, can like this like be over? You know, you, how it felt a little bit. Okay, so you just you have a fear of just having nothing left. Yeah, like it just feels like everything. It's empty rooms, empty store, no more funerals. It's like going on too long. It's yeah. like can this end? You know, like. <laughs> So how do you how do you handle that comedically wise? Because I feel like you've gone over your light numerous t- numerous times. Like, do you ever feel like you've gone too far? Like with jokes, like even if you haven't gotten light. Let's say let's say you're doing open mic and it's five to seven. At minute three, all of a sudden you're out of you're out of ideas. Do you do you do you tap out too? Like can we just go ahead and just give me a light at this right. point, or just you bow out? Sometimes actually one time I did that. And uh, I didn't really like doing that. Like once I had like no ideas left, or I did the jokes I wanted to do, I was just like, "That's my time. See you guys." And that kind of feels like quitting. But so why do you think that feels like quitting? Because you should be prepared to do your whole set or your whole time. True. Thing, so, but there's but, no shame. I will say, and there's no shame in struggling to go longer just to fill time. Yeah. If I get you that can't too, fill yeah. the time uh, again, t- to for people that comedy, we have stage time. You know, usually it's like 5, 10, 20. But there's no shame if you're doing 15 to at 12, minute 12, be like, you know what? If you're having a good time and you just can't think of anything else, drop your closer, go ahead and bow out. There are going to be times, and I don't consider stage time of how much time you have written. Like some people will say they have 30 minutes. It's how much you can stand, stand on stage and talk to people without drawing a blank. That's how much stage time you really have. And so people always get that confused. Like, yeah, I've got well over an hour. I'm like, but how much can you do just standing without, without stopping or having to really pause and think? That's how much stage time you really have. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's, uh, but, like, sometimes you feel like you have to fill the five minutes if you have only five minutes, you yeah. know? It's just to kind of, like, feel professional, I guess. Okay. I, and I get that too, uh, but there's no. Per, there, I, my advice, my advice is that there's no, there's no one that's going to say four and a half, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially in open <laughs> when there's fifty to sixty comics waiting to go up, 
if you if you're out i always say wrap it up some people will sit up there and just stand for a minute which drives me insane because i'm like if you're not doing anything just go ahead and call it a day yeah as more people come in here so have you any art kind of caught your eye here as you've been uh, the, the coffee stuff uh, before it even got on I was like when I walked in here I was like wow that's actually really cool art yeah. and then the sales made from coffee I was like dang it's pretty cool it reminds me of Zorro is kind of what it kind of comes off as like it's the old like that old Spaniard like swashbuckling Zorro like that kind of like that period yeah that's the kind of kind of art it's almost a southwest but it's also like you could see it like an old-timey Charlie Chaplin-esque even time period where the curtains pull out and that's the color scheme and that's the, the whole thing that's coming. So that's Modesto again. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about his art, but that's awesome. I, I, I appreciate you coming out here just in case and being one of my guests in case either you know, no one was here or to do it <laughs> or if they, everybody was scared. Do yeah, it. man, it's actually pretty it, fun. Yeah, it's podcasting is a different animal, and sometimes people just don't like to be present and center. And so I was prepared. Hakeem, where can people find you and your burgeoning comedy career? Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Keem the Elephant. It's because uh, my name's Hakeem, and I just cut short like K E E M underscore T H E underscore Elephant. So now. Yeah. How did you get the elephant? Like I, 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 we, I, I got Keem that part. <laughs> what is the, where does the elephant part come because, in? Because like, um, uh, this is gonna kind of sound a little weird. Because like, uh, oh, like, oh, okay. No, no, I'm the go, fact that you you want to die eighth <laughs> in your group of twelve didn't sound weird before. But <laughs> okay, so like people don't know this, but elephants are like really like huge and violent, and like okay. people don't like. Uh, talk about like how like kind of like aggressive. So are you saying you're huge and violent? No, no, no. I was like like it's kind of like I guess like a strong man. Okay. Kind of like you know, my da- my family's from Africa too, yeah. so it's like a a strong person from Africa is like an elephant. With the name of Akeem, I yeah. could I uh, that was I was gonna say there's some heritage there. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, we're in Africa, like in. Oh uh, my parent, my dad's from uh, Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. I was from gonna Lagos. say yeah, Lagos, Nigeria, and yeah. so that stuff. I know, there's some been some people like Zambia and stuff that have gone back. Like I know, uh, Basket Mouth is a comic that I know from Africa. He's really big. That's pretty dope. He actually been to Africa twice. He's actually uh, people like when you see like um, a media in America about Africa, it kind of seems like they don't know what they're doing and it's like a lot of wild and free stuff. But like if you actually go there, it's very much like organized, very similar to like, I've also been to London and like there's a lot of similarities between like London and Nigeria. So okay. yeah. I've never thought like they're unorganized. I just thought this is how we've always done things before you, before most of you guys were even a, a civilization, we've been doing it this way. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. just they they adhere to that because it's it's a working formula. It's the cradle of civilization for a reason. Like yeah, it's yeah. it is you know this is how we've done it since the beginning of time. And and a lot of areas in, and and uh, like uh, I have friends from Ethiopia. A lot of areas there they still do it like the same like no technology, mm-hmm. take care of the animals and your family, and that's like the, your whole life. So it's okay. very. Very like different landscapes over there. So, kind of like. So do you guys have Nigerian cuisine? Like, do your parents cook like, oh, a lot of Nigerian yeah, like, cooking uh, at, at home? Fufu. What is and fufu? It's like uh, so. It's uh, it's kind of like powdered yams, which is a, you, you guys know what a yam is. Kind of yeah. like a potato. When you say powdered, what is it powdered with? 
It's like so they take the yam oh, they and they dry it, it out okay. and then they grind it and so it's a powder and then they add water to it to like rehydrate it and like so beat it's like it. a mash so it's kind of like a mashed potato kind of texture but like also like like sh- uh, stretchy kind of okay. so if you guys sounds it sounds very gluten heavy but yeah very much so so is yeah. there wheat flour in there so they do they combine it with another flour or is it just uh, sometimes they they because uh, that's where I'm thinking maybe they get the stretchy from is maybe they put like wheat well, flour the yam itself if you beat it enough it'll like become stretchy okay. itself but usually like if you buy the packet they mix it with um uh, plantain flour okay and that's what makes it like uh, stretchy stretchier t- as well yeah is that like your favorite thing to eat is fufu yeah, it's one like yeah, re- really good. It's really okay. <laughs> like you eat it with like other soups, so like you take the fufu and you dip it into soups and stuff like that. So it, and so it stays solid, so you can dip it like almost like a bread. Yeah, like almost yeah, exactly like that, and it's okay. like soft enough you can just form it into like any shape you want after. You, yeah. Okay. It's very so good. what a, what is another thing that? Uh, a lot of the soups they have like a thing called puff puff, which is just like flour. It's kind of like pancake dough, uh-huh. and you just deep fry it, and it becomes like a big ball like this. It's actually also really good if you like put it with sugar or like. Uh, is that a dessert kind of thing? They don't really. The, the weirdest thing I had when I went to Nigeria is uh, we were working, and like the street food was uh, bananas, cucumber, watermelon, peanuts, and then like covered in condensed milk, and it was like it sounds a little weird. But like it's, it was like really sounds, good. Like, it sounds like my grandmother's fruit salad. That's what it sounds yeah, like. That I remember that when you were a kid, like they had that fruit salad with the cream yogurt, kind of the yeah, yogurt. Yeah. yeah. See, Candace, you're I, I'm like gross, and it had poppy seeds. <laughs> yeah, actually, my my grandma actually makes something like that too. Yeah, and that's kind of what it sounds like. Is it sounds like it's a, a a basic fruit salad, which cucumber and fruit salad sounds amazing. Yeah, it's actually really good cucumber and watermelon. And yeah, because yeah. it's a, they're both neutral and they both yeah. they're both from the same I guess species of plant. Yeah. And so cucumber and melon or ba- cucumber is a melon basically. Yeah. So Akeem, I thank you for doing this again. You're we'll welcome, find man. you Akeem the Elephant at everything. Is yeah. that okay? Uh, it's just really my Instagram. You guys should follow. My just, Facebook is kind of don't don't do there. What <laughs> what's wrong with your Facebook? I don't really post anything. Okay. And I usually to talk to my family. So okay. Yeah. That's where that's where your family is and stuff. Yeah. So that's where we shouldn't be. Okay, <laughs> noted. Guys, give it up for Akeem, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So that was Akeem. It was a real interesting conversation. It's something I kind of struggle with, just just death in general, because you tend to worry about that stuff, especially with friends. Like you just kind of cherish the moments you have. I've lost a lot of friendships along the way, pre-comedy. I wasn't the best person. I apologize for that. I wasn't, I had things that I needed to work on, and I have. I'm proud of where I am now, and I haven't talked to my friends in over 10 years, in some cases. And so, it's just a learning experience of life, and you try to learn and move on, and everybody just kind of grows. It was a fascinating conversation. I remember having these kinds of fears when I was 25 and having nightmares of of passing away and not knowing if I'd be remembered, things like that. So it's a very relatable fear. Like, it's very interesting, though, that he doesn't he wants to go in the second half of his friend groups like he doesn't want to be the first or the last, but more scared about being the last. Check out Akeem online at Keem the Elephant on Instagram. I'll have his links in the show notes.
Thanks again for everyone for listening. It's been a fantastic week of comedy. I was impromptly called on Tuesday to feature for Tim Dillon on Tuesday and Wednesday at Hyenas in Dallas and Fort Worth, respectively. Those were fun shows and made a lot of new fans. That was really nice. Then this weekend, I worked with Matt Sadler, and I had some amazing shows. I actually had three different feature sets by the time the weekend was over. I'm real proud of myself for doing that. All great crowds. It was an amazing time. Zach Arredondo, guest number 31, or episode 31 guest, I guess I should say, was my opener and did a fantastic job as an opener. Um, check me out. I will be headlining July 1st at Hyenas in Fort Worth. It'll be a fantastic show. I believe John Brown will be on that show with me as well. Thanks to all of you guys for listening to the podcast and making it successful. Um, if you like what you hear, please go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. Reviews only help the visibility of this podcast and what I'm doing. If you don't like what you hear, send me an email. What can I do better? Tell me. I'm always excited to listen. Uh, episode, I had a couple podcasts. I was a guest. I was on the Basement Manifesto not too long ago with Joey Johnson. And then I was recently on I'm a Fan of Podcast with episode 28 guest Travis Wright and His Fear Storms. We had a great conversation. And so that podcast will be releasing soon. So check out that and his shows. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a great week. And next week we'll have an amazing episode with Amber Rose Washington whose fear of authenticity will be a perfect bow on the end of Pride Month. And so I'm excited to release that. I've got a lot of editing to do. It's a two and a half hour episode. And so I've got to get cracking. So thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at B White H2O. Get it? H2O like water. You can also follow him on Facebook Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at GunBuns, that's G U N B U N S, as well as his website, GunnarOlson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group. Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at Some Fear Fans, S O M E F E A R F A N S, at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at Some Fear Fans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback if on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there. And you can 
Check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening. <laughs>